Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Cool Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios Baby. on 92.9 FM ESPN. We trip, now we on your block and it's like a ghost town. Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. And on the line now is the host of the BetMGM Tonight podcast and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvat on X at Ryan Horvat just one T. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan's analysis. Ryan, what's happening, brother? How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Getting excited for the weekend. Uh, really good slate of college football, some NFL games that I'm looking forward to, and it's great having college hoops back. It'll be yep. good when these when these matchups get a little bit better. Uh, a lot of blowouts right now, but still a lot of fun, man. No question about it. And I always, to, to be honest with you, I enjoy out of conference. Like when we get to the the massive matchups, maybe the early season tournaments, I always enjoy those more than even sort of the heart of conference play in college basketball. That's when you really see the matchups and and what it may look like when we get to the tournament. Yeah, I completely agree, man. And, you know, like college basketball gets a little bit better, I feel like, every year. I mean, it's not the same as when we were growing up, you know, or anybody was really growing up and guys stayed for four years. There's a lot of one-and-dones, obviously. But um, like you said, man, like you can make the case for a lot of these teams to win games against nationally ranked teams. So, like, as a sports better, like betting these games is a lot of fun. And I have, like, a cheat code in women's college basketball because my family, uh, I come from, like, the entire side of my mom's family, uh, all former coaches. A lot of them coach women's college basketball. Uh, actually, my, my cousin Kristen's still the head coach over at Illinois State. And um, my uncle's really into women's college basketball, and he, like, models these games. And for whatever reason, he's just insanely good at it. He's 16 and one already to start the season. So it's just like, free oh, you got to be careful in. telling this on air, man, the gaming commission is going to come after you. We don't, we don't need, we yeah, don't need no. you getting caught up in the crosshairs. They won't be, don't worry, Gabe. They won't be able to find me. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, <laughs> but, but, uh, so I, I love this time of the year. And then men's kind of the same thing. Like it's, it's tough to beat the college football market or the NFL market because everybody's betting those games. But like right now is a great time to look at college basketball because most people are focused on college, um, you know, football and the NFL. And there's just like a huge, huge selection of teams that you've never heard of. So I love this time of the year. It's the best. 
All right, now give me a couple of college basketball plays for over the weekend, or tomorrow in particular. Over the weekend, we don't really have those lines yet. We have Friday lines. Um, Duke, I think, minus five against Arizona at home. Uh, Tigers, our Tigers, our Memphis Tigers are going to be um, on the road against Mizzou, and Mizzou's two-point favorites. What do you like? What do you like tomorrow? Yeah, so this is the only issue that I have with college hoops is like a lot of times they won't release the numbers until the day of the game, um, which in like college football, we're betting games on Monday for games that don't take place until Saturday. So you kind of have to like right. shop around, look at some different prices. I'm excited for Memphis this season. Um, I really am. I don't know what I would do with them early on, though. It's kind of like a wait and see, especially. I so many new guys total. together. You know, I. Right, and and that's the thing. Like, I'm looking at a couple of these teams early on. Like, um, tomorrow, Florida's a one-point dog, it looks like, against Virginia. And I actually like Florida in that matchup. Like, if I was going to model this game, I'd have them as a four-point favorite. Even on a neutral court, I'd probably have them at, like, two and a half. And I like Virginia. I just think they're getting a little bit too much respect because of what they've done years past because Tony Bennett is a really good head coach. I really like Virginia unders always, but yeah. I think Florida's actually yeah, going to be fair. a sneaky team in the SEC. Yeah, well <sighs> – they're always sneaky until they're not. They win some good out-of-conference games, maybe some early uh, in-conference yeah. games, and then they sort of fall off the face of the earth. At least that's how it's been the past few years. But we'll see if yeah. that changes. On to the NFL, talking with Ryan Horvat, BetMGM tonight, Odyssey Sports betting insider. He is on X at Ryan Horvat, just one T. Um, we have Panthers <laughs> at Bears, just a beautiful, oh, yeah. beautiful Thursday night football matchup. Um, I, do you have any strong feelings on this game at all? I know that, like, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, it's going to be Tyson Bajan on one side, Bryce Young on the other. We get all that. Um, and these two teams are sort of competing. I think they both they both would hold sort of the, the top two, top three picks, uh, depending on the situation going into next year's draft. Uh, do you have any type of feeling on this game tonight where the Bears are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home? Oh, I think the total is low, too, 38 points. Yeah, of course I do, man. Of course. <laughs> Thursday night football, man. I got to be on the air for this. You know what? I have, I'm have. i glad that um, I'm on with you today because I'm taking a rare – I'm not allowed to take football days off, but I'm taking off tomorrow. Um, my brother is getting engaged. Oh, shout and, out. Uh, Congrats. We're going We're going to the Dave Matthews concert. So Wait, know, he, wait, 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 wait. Time. Hold up, hold up. You said he's getting engaged. Are you, are you, are you ruining a surprise right now on the air? Well, luckily – so, so – um, I know that she's not listening because she's just she's out of the country right now. Okay, coming back. So, good. So we're all good. So we're good. all good. All we're right? safe. And uh, yeah, we'll be all right. But so she's from Charlottesville, Virginia, which is about two hours from me. And so uh, I'm a big Dave Matthews fan, which people give right. me a hard time. Oh, Dave's still torn. Hell yeah, he's still torn. He's <laughs> he's him, they're just fighting their groove, baby. But uh, so it's gonna be my 41st concert in my favorite day songs, 41. So I'm hoping to hear it tomorrow night. But so I'm taking the day off, and I'm excited. There's going to be some adult beverages, and uh, yeah, I'm going to cut loose a little bit. So we got to make some money tonight, and I like the Panthers, and I'll tell you why. In no world should the Bears, the Chicago Bears, with Tyson Bajan, who, great story. You know, his father <laughs> right. was a professional arm wrestler, which I find to be great. Uh, I'm, I find myself rooting for this kid, and I think maybe he could be a solid backup or third-string quarterback in this league or in the XFL. But he shouldn't be a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll tell you who should be worried about this matchup tonight, Carolina Panther fans. Your number one overall pick, Bryce Young, is a three-and-a-half-point underdog to Tyson Bagent. And I get they're not playing a one-on-one matchup, but I think that kind of tells you everything that you need to know about Carolina's offense this season and how Bryce has looked. 
And then you flip on TV and you see CJ Stroud and the Texans, you know what I mean? Like even Anthony Richardson before he got injured, um, all these rookies, Will Levis looks really good yep. right now for the Titans. And Bryce just doesn't look very good. He looks really small out there, but I do think that the Panthers, you know, even with a short week, even with travel in this spot, I think they should at least be able to cover the three and a half. It, the matchup worries me a little bit. The Bears, surprisingly, have been pretty good against the run this season. If you go back since week six, they're number one EPA per rush allowed. The pass defense isn't isn't great, but they're getting a little bit healthier. They got Eddie Jackson back at safety and Johnson and Gordon, their corners back. And they also now have Montez Sweat, so the pass rush is probably going to be a little bit better. But uh, I, I – it's, it's just this is like the perfect buy low opportunity with the Panthers. Um, I worry a little bit because they can't run the ball. They're a little bit beat up on defense. But three and a half, I think this comes down to being a field goal game. So I think Chicago wins, but I can't make the case for them as four-point favorites. So I'll take Carolina plus three and a half. And then I actually like Miles Sanders over one and a half reception. They haven't been using him at all. Hubbard's pretty much become the lead running back. But, you know, Chicago gives up the most receiving yards to opposing running backs per game, 64 yards per game to running backs. But Hubbard, he's oh. only went over that number in two of eight games. You know, he's not really the receiving back. So I think they finally used Miles Sanders a little bit. So I'll go over one and a half reception on him. I like the Panthers. And then I feel like you have to play all the DJ Moore props because it's a revenge game against his former team. Now, do you think the Bryce Young pick is going to haunt the Panthers for years to come? Because what we're seeing with C.J. Stroud just coming off a just record-setting performance last week. 470 yards, five TDs. Do you think that's going to haunt them? Or do you think, like, you know, at this moment, way too early to tell, don't worry about it. I, I do think around the, the NFL draft in general, it always felt like Bryce Young was probably the more safe pick because of his processing speed and what he's able to do. But we see C.J. Stroud can do those things pretty damn well himself. Now, I do think, uh, in the end of the day, C.J. Stroud is dealing with maybe a little bit more on his offense. Um, Nico Collins has been fantastic. Um, they, they've sort of figured it out. Their O-line is very good. Laramie Tunsil is playing at a ridiculously high level. So I think there's that uh, as well that, that Bryce Young is not dealing with, does not have the same uh, supporting cast. But do you think this will haunt the Panthers? It could, but, you know, I, I actually, man, every, I thought CJ was the safe pick. I, I've just, I was a huge CJ guy. And uh, I like to retweet it every once in a while because everybody gave me a hard time. Oh, he's an Ohio State quarterback, and they bring up, you know, the cognitive the, – the test. Whatever oh, the, the S2 cognition it. test, my favorite thing Cogn in the world, Ryan, yes. The cognition test that, yeah, nobody – I'm like, well, what is it? And, and, and everybody's like, you don't even know, man, but all I can tell you is you, you don't even this know. Thing, you're going to be a bust, <laughs> man. And I'm like, well, what is on the actual test, man? Maybe he's just not a good test taker because I saw that guy go against well, Georgia's defense. And he should have won that game if some kid doesn't miss a field goal. Like, C.J. Stroud passes the eyeball test to me. I don't care what offense he's playing. And he can make every single throw. He's not five foot eleven. He's more athletic than anybody talked about. He could, he could use his legs. We saw that against Georgia. I was just a Stroud fan, man. And I think he's the real deal. So, I think that could haunt him. Levis looks pretty good. Although, if you look at, like, the down-to-down -down stuff – Levis yeah. hasn't been great. He just can make every single throw down the field. He, so trust, he, he trusts his arm talent a little bit too much, doesn't he? I mean, he that, yeah. that two-minute drive against the Steelers showed me that. Three balls exactly. just right into harm's way. The third one finally got picked. But like you said, man, for Bryce, they just got to put him in the right situation. I mean, with the right play caller. Is that Frank Reich? I guess we'll find out. I mean, he's already given up play calling duties um, You know, for the last two weeks. See, that's the thing. I thought Carolina's offense, was going to start improving a little bit because 
they have a new play caller and uh yeah, the last two weeks haven't been haven't been much better, man, um for for the Panthers with Thomas Brown calling the plays, go figure. So I it could haunt them, but again, like you said, man, the Texans have the better weapons, which I didn't really like the Texans coming into the season, I'm not gonna lie. Right. They're under six and a half. I didn't think they were gonna be very good. And they have been. Like you said, Nico Collins has been good. They're able to run the ball a little bit. They can push the ball down the field. And I like the defense a lot. They got multiple guys that could get after the quarterback. Carolina's got a bad offensive line, which I actually thought was going to be one of their strengths coming into the season. Wide receiver number one is the corpse of Adam Thielen, who's actually been pretty damn good. But, I mean, he's racking up numbers because there's literally nobody else. And then the secondary is just all beat up. And, I mean, the linebacker position, the pass rushers, they don't have Brian Burns. J.C. Horn, I can't remember the last time I saw J.C. Horn on a football field, and he was a top-ten pick. So, you know, it could come back to haunt him. I would have probably taken C.J., but the good thing about the NFL is there's always next year, there's always the year after. Yep. You know, like, we'll see where they finish. I know they traded away that pick, so, uh, you know, the Bears get their number one overall pick now. So, if Caleb Williams is there, Drake Mays there, they might end up getting that, but we'll see, man. Now, with the the Colts and Patriots in Frankfurt, 8.30 a.m., <laughs> Colts two-point favorites. Uh, I, I really, though, want to talk about, did you see Bill Belichick supposedly or allegedly on a ring camera with the shirt off, the coming, of doing shame. the walk of shame? How do we feel about yeah, that? that about is that going to be I'm a distraction? Confused. Is that a distraction for the team? Yeah, like, that's a good poll question. What's the bigger distraction? Michigan science <laughs> uh, stealing scandal going into their biggest game of the season, a road test against Penn State, or Bill Belichick? You know what, man? Like, And it looked like he Bill was coming Belichick. out of a little duplex, too. It didn't look like he was in the best, you know, best area in general. I, I didn't know, uh, right. you know. I don't know if it right. – it was, it, he did not look like he was in uh, in good shape either. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Looked like the hair was all messed up. Whenever you walk out of the front door um, in the morning with a shirt off, usually probably not your, your best look, probably not your best night before. You probably didn't treat yourself yeah. all that well, but uh, – I, I still don't like. Do we have confirmation that that was Bill B? It looks. It looks direct. It looks exactly like him. I'll say that. I mean, it looks exactly like him. I have no confirmation that's actually him, or what's going on in that situation. But 
I can tell you, man, the team's a mess. And <laughs> I think he's still a good defensive mind, but you worry. I mean, you have to wonder, like, is he is, is yeah. he the guy for the job anymore? Because the Patriots are a tough watch. I find myself betting on them way too often because we're getting, like, seven and a half double-digit spreads with them. And you just have to stay away from the Patriots. I'd probably, if I had to choose this game, if I had to bet it, I would bet the Colts. The Colts actually have been kind of surprisingly, they, they've been fun, man. Like, they're pushing the ball down the field. They could hit you with explosive plays. Zach Moss, this is the best version of him we've seen. Jonathan Taylor's back. Uh, Minshew's not a huge drop-off. He might actually be better right now than Anthony Richardson. Obviously, can't beat you with his legs the same way. And then the defense has been pretty good. The offensive line has been pretty good. I would, I think the Colts are a better football team. Like, the Patriots are bad. I have no idea what's going on with Bill on or off the field. But it doesn't look good right now. And I wouldn't be shocked. I just I can't see Robert Kraft actually firing him. But, right. but who knows, man? Like, does Bill really want to keep coming back and doing this to himself? It's been a mess since Brady's left. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the the Mac Jones thing just does not seem like it's he's going to work guy. out in any meaningful way. I think he can be solid. He can be solid, I but I don't do, know if he's winning. In the, in today's day and age of the, the NFL, you need a quarterback who's going to make an extra throw in in playoffs, in the playoffs, put it on somebody in playoff time, and I t- he's not that guy. He doesn't really have a deep ball that he can uncork. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't mean to cut you off there on your own show, I was going to say Mac Jones would have been the perfect quarterback for the San Francisco offense. Like, I yeah. think he'd actually be uh, and I still a think version of Brock Purdy. If we remember way back when, I still stand by the fact that Kyle Shanahan probably wanted Mac Jones, but he got talked out of it oh, yeah. based on uh, based on some public pressure. to Because you couldn't I, – I don't know if you could have rationalized taking him uh, as a top-five pick. That would have been you very know, I hard. I never re- – I agree, but I never rationalized like being able to take Trey Lance, Trey Lance in that same spot. Power right. five team. You know, what, you know what I mean? Like, right. He wasn't the safe pick either. I don't think there was a. Safe it wasn't pick, a safe probably, pick, but it was more of an upside swing pick. Yes, completely agree. Like Mackie kind of knew what you were getting, but I thought that, that would have been a good thing for San Francisco. You know what I mean? Like at least he could get to his second read, and Jimmy Garoppolo, when you force him to go to his second read. <laughs> It's like you get like a robot, like wet. It's like a short circuit. He starts to like, you know, like freak out back there and like start to, yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I, I think it should have been, I thought it should have been, actually, to be honest, I thought it should have been Justin Fields. Imagine Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been fun. That would have been there's fun. there's another guy that can't get to his second read. So. Yeah. But at least, you know, you have the athleticism and he does yeah, have really, he has, he has tremendous arm talent. He's just got to get to his second read. I, I, I completely agree with that. Um, although I do find it funny how, like, I feel like, you know, my brother works radio in Chicago, uh, at 670 to score and the amount of, the amount of sort of with Tyson Bajan, you hear on like all the broadcasts, well, Justin Fields needs to learn from Tyson Bajan how to play for another down. It feels like there's some weird things going on behind the scenes with Matt Eberflus and that staff. And maybe they're not as willing to coach Justin Fields as we originally thought. I think, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. I've heard some things that, like, I'm a big Justin Fields fan. I've heard, like, you know, like, they like to throw people under the bus in that locker room, like Chase Claypool, and probably rightfully so. I've heard Justin Fields, this goes back to Ohio State, he's just not really, like, a leader. Not that it's a knock on Justin Fields, but he likes to play, like, some some high-stakes poker and whatnot, like, nights before games, stuff like that. Stuff that you... You know, Tom Brady probably wasn't doing, Lamar Jackson probably not doing. I don't know. You wonder how committed he is. And also you wonder just how much of that is. Like at Ohio State, he just had all the talent around him and they were just beating up on all these teams anyway. And now in Chicago, it's like, why would you be motivated? Why would you care when 
look at the dumpster fire you're dealing with. The offensive line's been terrible, although it's been a little bit better. I don't want to rag on Chicago um, because, actually, man, the Bears, I think, are finding themselves in a good situation, to be honest. Like, sure, yep. you don't know if Justin Fields is the guy, but you have a ton of cap space. I love the sweat deal, even if you overpay a little bit. You're fixing up that defense. You've got a young secondary that's playing better. And then on offense, you know, if this isn't – if Justin Fields isn't the guy – now you have Carolina's pick. Yep. If Caleb Williams or Drake Mays there, you could turn this thing around pretty quickly. You've got a yep. ton of money to do so. Jordan Love doesn't look to be the guy in Green Bay. You know, are the Lions going to be around once Ben Johnson leaves? Like, is Jared Goff going to be Jared Goff without him? And then what are the Vikings going to be if Justin Jefferson leaves? So it's a very easy, uh, you know, an easy division to compete in. I don't know if it's easy to win in right now because I do think Detroit's for real. But I don't think the Bears are in a terrible situation. And shout-out to 670 to score. Uh, yeah. That's where I interned, actually. Oh, is that right? <laughs> nice. Nice. Now, also, it wouldn't be my show if I didn't bring up the O-line as well with the Bears. Tevin Jenkins oh, yeah. turning a corner. Darnell Wright looks like a good pick so far. So, that, I mean, that, yeah. it, things could things could start swinging their direction relatively soon. Now, back to the 49ers. They've lost three straight. Um, and they obviously have the bye week. They're, they're going to Jacksonville, though, this weekend. Do they get, do they get a win? I know the, the Jaguars have been playing for some pretty decent ball. They're kind of up and down, though ultimately yeah. as a team, but this has been three straight losses for the 49ers, and, and as soon as Brock Purdy has had to deal with Debo and Trent Williams off the field and Christian McCaffrey maybe having a, a few you know a few games where he has limited touches because he's a little banged up, it feels like he looks incredibly human. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I love to see it because guys like us, Gabe, we know ball, and like I work like in this in the industry right now. Like we love some of these people, but everybody loves like the flashy headlines. Yes. So Brock Purdy will go out there and he'll throw four touchdowns, and everybody's like, "See, Horvath, I told you he's the real <laughs> deal. I told you you were wrong." And it's like, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm saying like he's not top five. He's in a great no. system. He's in the same system where Jimmy Garoppolo played in a Super Bowl. He played in a Super Bowl because against my football team. He had to attempt eight passes in a football. He had to drop back eight times. They ran for 300 yards. Kyle Shanahan's a really good play caller. And, you know, he's Purdy's pretty solid when everything's going right. When Trent Williams is out there, the best tackle in the game, still at his age, in my opinion. When Debo's fully healthy. Brandon Ayuk has become wide receiver number one. George Kittle's great. The issue is when Trent Williams isn't healthy, George Kittle is also one of the best uh, run and pass blocking tight ends, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, in league history, so you have to use him more in pass pro, and then he's not used, you know, is that middle threat, is that receiving threat, but I like the Jags in this game, to be honest. I I think the Jags could contend in the AFC, man, um, especially with the Chiefs trying to figure some things out offensively right now. The Bills are all beat up, and the Jags, the defense, surprisingly, top five, you know, defense against the run. You could hit them with the pass, but I don't know. With San Francisco all dinged up, if they can't run the ball as well as they usually do against this Jags defense, I think the Jags will be able to put up enough points. The other thing about San Francisco, man, is we think of that defense like a top-five unit. I'm really worried about their secondary, their safety play I don't really like. That's why you go out and you get a Chase Young to pair with Nick Bosa because you're thinking if you get more natural pressure, you could drop more guys obviously back in coverage and you won't get exposed on the back end of your secondary. But I'm a little worried about the Niners. I think there's a reason why they've lost three straight. You know, so it's yep. easy to say, hey, they're not losing four straight. They're the better team. But I don't know. Are they the better team? Jacksonville's trending pretty good right now, man. Yeah, no question about it. Now, on to college football. I want to get to the uh, – we'll sort of fly through a couple of the big matchups of the weekend. Michigan, Penn State, 
Uh, of course, Michigan amid all the sign-stealing controversy, and I hope Tony Petiti is not dumb enough to hand down a penalty right now because I know that there'll be an injunction. I know the state of Michigan will not allow any of those penalties to actually last. It's still going to end up with the NCAA concluding their investigation and handing down penalties. I hope he doesn't do that, but Michigan visiting Penn State, five-and-a-half-point favorites, and quite frankly, I am of the opinion, and I want to know your thoughts on this, I'm of the opinion this sign-stealing stuff has actually been a rallying cry for Michigan. They've been beating the hell out of people. Um, and I, I I think I feel good about Michigan go, even going to Penn State. I know Penn State has a good team, but I saw them fall short against Ohio State in a pretty nasty way. Um, what what do you think? What do you think about this game? Yeah, like it could be a good thing for Michigan, like you said, right? Like the team rallies together. It's us against the world. I thought that was a great move by Jim Harbaugh bringing in Rick Flair this week. Uh, the dirtiest player in the game. And, you know, but then you worry a little bit. Like, J.J. McCarthy, you have Heisman voters for whatever reason going on social media talking about how, you know, they wouldn't vote for J.J. McCarthy. And I don't know, man, if he goes out and he performs against Ohio State and Penn State and puts up big numbers, you know, and everybody else loses Hard the game, how, how's, he not, how's he not your Heisman? But Michigan right now, my concern really with Michigan, so I took the points with Penn State. I think Michigan okay. ultimately wins the game, but I think that Penn State, I think it should be a field goal spread. Okay. Michigan on paper looks like the best team in the country, and Penn State hasn't been really explosive on the offensive side of the ball. And But here's the thing. So Michigan hasn't really played anybody. In fact, I think their best win, I'd say Rutgers, maybe. Maybe Nebraska. Nebraska, possibly. Maybe, maybe Nebraska. They've been playing better. And J.J. McCarthy, he's been excellent. But the last time he played in a big game, it was against TCU. And remember social media that night. Not everybody was a big J.J. McCarthy fan last week. Didn't throw a touchdown. The yards were good. He's third in QBR. But what surprisingly uh, hasn't been impressive about Michigan this season, their ground game. Like, the pass game has actually carried the offense. Blake Corum hasn't been as good. He leads the nation in rushing touchdowns. He just doesn't look, look as explosive. And Donovan Edwards is averaging four yards less per carry than he did last season. He doesn't look healthy. Now you're going against a Penn State run defense that's held their last eight opponents under 100 rushing yards. Uh, they're getting after the quarterback. They have 38 sacks this season, and they could get Chop Robinson back in this game. Yep. Michigan's pass protection, I don't know why nobody's talking about this. The last three games against lesser competition, they've given up eight sacks. And also Penn State has the best run defense in Power 5 football. So I, I like Drew Aller a little bit at home. If you look at the home road split last week, granted it was against lesser competition. They pushed the ball down the field finally against Maryland. His dot was over 10. And they're looking a little bit better Dante Cephas played 55 snaps last week. He had six catches, two touchdowns against Maryland. For whatever reason against Ohio State, he only played 12 snaps. They desperately needed that number two wide receiver next to Keandre Lambert-Smith. I think they have that now. The only concern is James Franklin against the top 10 team. Yep. He doesn't beat Ohio State. He doesn't beat Michigan. But I think he could at least cover the number. I heard Josh Pate talk about this. I thought it was really interesting. You know, it's easy to say, like, James Franklin is an overrated head coach. But I kind of agree. He's like, he's not overrated. He's only been favored against he's Michigan properly and Ohio State he one is. time. Yeah. I agree with yeah, that. He, he beat him. He, he beat him the only time he was favored. He's just not good enough to beat these teams. But he should be, man. Like, this is a really talented team. Yep. Um, kind of like Michigan. Singleton and Catron Allen haven't been able to hit the explosive runs, but I do think that Penn State will keep this one close. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game, too. Now, last one real quick. Ole Miss visiting Georgia. Ole Miss is having a really good season. 8-1. and one. They have the premier win over LSU. They've been – They've been very, very competitive, and they're really they're ninth right now in the college football playoff poll. This is, uh, without question, in my opinion, the best year Lane Kiffin has had. He's already had a ten win season, um, but ten and a half point favorite 
Uh, George is at home. Can can Ole Miss like? Do you think that they can push them? I know we saw Mizzou sort of give Georgia all they could handle. Can can Ole Miss do something similar? Like this is an interesting week because I like mostly dogs. I like Penn State. I actually like Kentucky uh, to cover against Alabama. But in this game, I I like the favorite. I mean, yep. I just you know Georgia. I get that they haven't really played the best competition, but here's where they start to step up in class. Missouri played them tough last week, just like they did the year before. I just think that, you know, Carson Beck, even without Brock Bowers, is pretty solid. He didn't play his best game last week, probably his worst game of the season, but he's still averaging over 300 passing yards. And Georgia's defense, you know, I know that they're not, like, racking up the sack totals, but they could still stop the run. They could still get the pressures. The secondary's been just fine. I like Georgia in this spot. I just Ole Miss does have the balance. Jackson Dart's been a little bit better with his arm. You know, Judkins has been a monster on the ground since they finally got him healthy. I just I worry a little bit about Ole Miss because even though the defense is better and they could get after the quarterback, you could hit him with the explosive stuff down the field. And I just like in a game like this, if Georgia's like a thirty-eight and a half point favorite against Grambling, I'm probably staying away, right? Or if they're playing. Um, Vandy and their 42-point favorites. I don't want to bet Georgia because they play down to their competition. But they get up for games like this. Kirby gets them up for games like this. And the fact that they're not number one in the polls, you know what he's saying in practice and in yep. the locker room all week. They disrespect us. They're calling us a seven-win team. You know what I mean? Like when realistically they're number two in the country. <laughs> so I actually like Georgia in this spot against Ole Miss. I, Lane needs to prove to me that he could win the big one. You know what I mean? Like, yep. he's got to prove to me that he could beat Kirby or, or Saban or before Saban. I start betting him at these spots. Plus, what the hell is going on with him? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know enough enough about the situation, but that seems but like the Santo Rollins situation. I, yeah, it's a little bit of a distraction. I'm definitely about to talk. I'm I'm about to talk about that next. But um, I think obviously the way he talked to him, you never want to hear that. Yeah. But I, I do think that's the thing. I do think that the real world is is pretty tough when it comes down to yep. uh, you know taking two weeks off and having to talk to your boss. Sometimes you have to do things that you that you don't want to do in those moments. And I I and, and and unfortunately, having been in a football locker room, I've heard people talk too worse. I hate to say it. See, I hate to say. Oh, it. way way worse. <laughs> and not even at not even on that level where now you're making nil money, like you're getting paid. It's it's. I hate to say it because exactly, I don't like the language that he used. And I think mental health, like, you know, should I, be taken seriously. I, I thought that, and as a parent, like, I wouldn't want a coach to talk to my son like that. So you see it from both sides. But at the same time, like, I would talk to my son like that. And maybe I would because, I, I mean, yeah, you don't just not show up for two weeks. And yep. I don't know. I don't want to be get off my lawn guy, but we see right. like, a lot of that, you know. And so I, I think, like, but yeah, I mean, the la- like, the way that he addressed it, not great. Also, I hate the times that we live in where, like, that's something personal going on. It's obviously something heated going on. We don't even know how the conversation begins, mind you. And all of a sudden, you're being recorded. Like, weird times we live in, man. That's that's yeah. scary stuff right there. You know For what I mean? For sure. No doubt. No doubt. Like, how does that conversation start before Lane starts going in on the mental health stuff? What does the kids say? You know, um, I get we hear them, like, during the conversation, but... I don't know. It, it, that's why I need to dig into it a little bit more. It kind of caught me off guard. I'm sitting here, like, getting ready for the game. Dealing, I'm already so sick of the Michigan sign-stealing stuff, the scandal. Every day it's something new. And I'm like, man, I just want to get to these matchups. And then all of a sudden this pops up. Yep, yep. It's it's rough. It's rough. But appreciate it, Ryan. We'll do it again next week. Hey, thanks, Gabe. Enjoy the games this week, man. Yes, sir. You too. That was host of BetMGM Tonight. Uh, podcast and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Ryan Horvat on X at Ryan Horvat. Just one T Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today.
on the BetMGM app. Now, we're going to have an abbreviated blitz because there's only one thing to discuss, and that's what Ryan and I just got done discussing. That would be Lane Kiffin and defensive tackle DeSanto Rollins. There is a sound we have to play. It's hard to listen to, but I'll give you my thoughts on that when we return. 92.9 FM ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.